Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the most exciting podcast on the internet, baby. Y'all already know who I am. I am VR1, baby. And you are now tuned in to the beautiful sounds of the VR1 NFT podcast. I'm your host. Come on down and come on on. Today we got a fun full show for y'all. We're going to do our repertoire. We are going to talk about NFTs. I'm going to call today's podcast NFTs Revisited. Because I'm going to take the approach of a brand new listener that doesn't know anything about NFTs so that we can break it down. Get your coffee. Get your teas ready, teas and milk. Get your muffins, get your bagels, get your cheese danishes. Grab your popcorn, depending on what part of the world you're in. Log on to your internet cafes. Whatever you gotta do, we got to blast off, baby. So what do you think? Good? Got it then? Look, you gotta give me a cue. Look, look, look. You gotta pay attention because I'm live. Look at, I'm giving you the signal. Okay, we need to adjust it live. Because you have to also compensate for the sound of my voice. So it has to be a perfect marriage. So right there is good. Okay, you need to stop what you're doing. We need to adjust this. We need to adjust on the fly. Like, you're, you signal me and I can adjust it from here. More or less. Less. Remember, you got to compensate for my voice. There. Right there. Okay. All right. I apologize to you, ladies and gentlemen. My son is, is my executive producer. So, 
I have to um have to make the adjustments as I'm in my booth. I gotta measure everything. Um, let's log on real quick to mine tools. Let's see what what module we're gonna use for today because this is important, very very important. So. I apologize, let me adjust all of this because of course it is going to pick everything up. So let's go with for today, let's go with let's go with team management. Team management or time management. What do you think? Let's let's go time management. And let's go with leverage. So that's gonna be our module for today. And um, very quickly, let's dive in to this uh, universe that we call the blockchain, okay? So let's start with a little bit of background so that this will be like a refresher, right? We have time for today. So everybody get comfortable and we may proceed. So long story short, Bitcoin was created a very long time ago. Although the white papers were written, you know, 70s, 80s, more or less, the technology was not available for it to be fully, you know, launched or released. And it was during the financial crisis and meltdown of 06, 07, 08, that Bitcoin um, came online. We don't know if Satoshi Nakamoto, which is the accredited programmer, is one person or a group of people. And of course, the world would love to know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. <clears throat> so, Bitcoin solves a lot of uh, essential challenges that physical assets have because obviously it's digital, right? So, it combines all the best attributes of something that could be, you know, a tangible good, a valuable good. And it superseded any limitations. And the goal from day one was for it to be digital gold. So the best way that I can describe it to you is very simple. There's 21 million Bitcoins in the system, in the program. It's a closed loop system. The system is active and open now as we know it. But once it reaches 21 million Bitcoins, the system will shut itself down and no other Bitcoins will be generated. So what will be in circulation amongst the populace of the, of the earth will be those 21 million Bitcoins. We are upon the last million to 2 million Bitcoins out of, you know, the, the complete source and supply which will be 21 million so 
we're going to talk about how it works more than what it does okay we already know that it's digital gold we know that it has all the advantages of gold and none of the limitations of gold for one it's anonymous nobody needs to be in your business for two peer-to-peer -peer, no middle person no bank no financial institution no processing network none of that bullshit direct to consumer three it has proof of stake every time it has a transaction it is written on the following block that block is verified by a, a non-centralized network that verifies that transaction that particular block as well as the blocks preceding it and it continues to do that with every new block that is created we measure the speed by using transactions per second etc etc so because on the internet there are no flags there are no boundaries there are no limitations there is nothing that can keep bitcoin from being the people's money because it's peer-to-peer -peer. if i sell you a product a good or service and you pay with bitcoin the network is witness to that transaction we can verify where that bitcoin was created how it has traveled in different transactions throughout the blockchain we verify that i received payment you received the good etc and the transaction was between two wallets there can be no duplicates because the system is impenetrable. The system uses cryptography to change its code every time it makes a move on or off the network. So it is safe to say that Bitcoin automatically is more valuable than fiat currency because Bitcoin is not backed by an asset such as gold or precious metals or or precious gemstones Bitcoin is backed by the technology that is irrefutable proof of transactions smart contracts um, I can give you the acronym when you have a business partnership which I've had to have a lot of business partners over the years because I was unable to start businesses on my own. And to make a decision, it was like pulling teeth because my business partners sometimes couldn't agree on what kind of pizza to order for the corporate meeting, right? So with proof of stake, if Bitcoin 001 is sold from myself to let's say to your digital wallet the entire network is witness of this transaction once it clears and a new block is created on the blockchain it shows proof that this particular transaction took part at this particular time and date and it's verified by the entire network once the entire network agrees that this transaction took place that there's no multiple bitcoins that there's no double payment or, or double reception of you know the interchange between a digital wallet sending a bitcoin and a digital wallet receiving a bitcoin once that's agreed upon and approved then that block is created 
is timestamped, etc., etc. Every block is connected to the previous block from the beginning, from the Genesis block, which is the first one. This is how the blockchain works. So every time there's a Bitcoin created, it becomes part of, of that particular block. And as that Bitcoin is traded publicly or privately, it continues to create this public ledger where everybody in the network, including the users, are witness of the transaction that is taking place. So the entire goal for Bitcoin is I understand it to be true. Bitcoin is digital gold. As long as Bitcoin is worth over an ounce of gold, you're winning. Short term. Long term, I see a Bitcoin worth $100 million at a bare minimum. That's like a 5% projection of what I think is going to be in the future. Now, let's pause right there because I don't want to skip any topics. 21 million Bitcoins and 21 billion Bitcoins only. Think about the trillions of dollars that are pressed up by the United States and every other major country, as well as every other minor country. If their fiat currency was limited to 21 million, the value of that currency would be through the roof. The same applies to Bitcoin. It's a limited supply. There's not 100 billion. There's not 100 trillion. It's 21 million and that's it. Now, the smallest denomination of a Bitcoin is a Satoshi. One Bitcoin is divided into a million Satoshi. Okay, so 21 million times a million each is the number that you have for the available Satoshi. Because a Bitcoin can be divided by a million, a Satoshi is affordable to every person. And you'll understand where I get my evaluation from. I will try not to skip that, that process. So... We have a basic understanding. It's a digital asset, part of a decentralized network that is peer-to-peer -peer based on a public ledger and smart contracts. I don't have to tell you how the banks steal your money. I don't have to tell you how fiat currencies are garbage. I don't have to go through inflation or the greenback and the dollar being taken off the gold standard. Or, or, or the politics involved with any of that nonsense. Let's stick to the technology, okay? Because Bitcoin is also the proof of that energy that the network uses to create these smart contracts and these blocks on this blockchain. It's a chain because one is attached to the next. The new block is always attached to the older and every block is just reasserting the network. Think about like when your hair is getting braided. Every blockchain is one braid or every blockchain is one twist or every blockchain is one unit that creates one element that eventually leads up to your whole braids, right? Or, or let's say one long braid, right? If you have your hair braided, every knot will be a blockchain and, and every twist is a block. And inside every twist is all the transactions that were created in the network, all the Bitcoins that were exchanged for that second, that day, that moment, that transaction, etc. 
we're not going to go into how banks don't have a public ledger and that's how they steal your money legally. We're not going to talk about the Federal Reserve being no more federal than Federal Express or UPS. We're not going to talk about the fact that there's no gold in Fort Knox. We're not going to talk about the fact that there hasn't been gold in Fort Knox since 1933. We're not going into all those taboo subjects. Let's stick to the technology. This is the best way, now that you have a basics, right? Because I can go further into detail in other episodes, but today is about reaffirming what NFT technology is. So this is the best way that I could describe it to you. Let's say you're in a warehouse. And in that warehouse, there's an assembly plant and you produce cars. Inside this warehouse, you have an intake and an outtake. You have a door on one side of the building. You have a door on the other side of the building. As the vehicles are created, they're on an assembly line to go from one side of the warehouse to the other side of the warehouse. One side has all the parts. In the center, you have the assembly line. And then you have, you know, the finishing touches and then eventually inspection and delivery. So think about any documentary that you've ever seen where automobile is created. The automobile is the Bitcoin. This particular series of cars is called the Bitcoin. Okay? The Bitcoin comes built in with smart contracts. So when the vehicle is, is engineered and it's designed and it's assembled in the assembly line, when all of the elements are brought together and a vehicle is created, there is a title or a deed that comes with that car, the car being the Bitcoin. Every time that that car is sold or traded or stored, there is a smart contract attached to that title. That title shows proof of ownership of that vehicle, which is the Bitcoin. From the manufacturer being us, when you purchase a vehicle from us, the Bitcoin, that Bitcoin, that VIN number, that title, that deed is transferred to the new ownership. Thus, another block is created. Think about the block as a transportation vessel. In this example, if I build an exotic vehicle and the vehicle is manufactured overseas in Europe and the purchaser, which would be you, are in the United States or in Russia or in the Middle East or in Central America or in the Caribbean or in the Asias or, or in Canada, that blockchain becomes the vessel of transportation, whether it's the truck that the car is loaded on to be delivered to the docks, to be delivered to the marine vessel, boat, or shipping container ship, which is then delivered to another boat, another port, which is then transported on another truck or flatbed to another port that is no longer naval, now is maybe an airfield where a cargo plane takes that vehicle and flies it to your destination where it's again placed on a flatbed, clears customs, and is delivered to the warehouse for final assembly, to then on another container or another flatbed to the dealership for uh, an inspection and a certification 
which is then delivered to your dealership showroom or in some cases to your home. Notice how every single transportation vessel is another blockchain and it's another documentation. So the vehicle is engineered, designed, developed, assembled and manufactured. It comes with a title and a deed. The name of the car is Bitcoin. The title and the deed are the smart contracts, the, the, the proof of stake, the public ledger. This is exactly what it is. From the moment that it's transported from the factory, the assembly line, to transport, another blockchain is created. Every step of the way, another block is created. Block one is assembly, the Genesis block. Block two is the flatbed transport. Block three is the naval port. Block four is the naval ship. Block five is where it's going in transport, GPS, where it's going, what are the logistics. Block five is another flatbed. Block six is now a, 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 a naval ship to, to bring it to a regular port. Block seven is, is US Customs clearing all, all the data points you know, block eight would be putting it on an aircraft where it will be flown to the country or domestic market, wherever the vehicle's going. Block nine would be the registration with the federal government, taxes paid, et cetera, et cetera. Block 10 would be another transport to get it to the warehouse. Block 11 would be, or block 10 would be where they, you know, do the final inspection. Block 11 would be when it's transported on the flatbed to the dealership you know, block 11 or 12, whatever, I lost count of the numbers. Um, it's the dealership where the car is ready to be delivered and eventually making it to your home, to your car collection, to your garage, etc. So when you think about this program called Bitcoin, the technology is the program. The question is the answer and the answer is the question. The question is in the answer, the answer is in the question. Bitcoin is the program. The actual Bitcoin itself is a byproduct of that program. The blockchain is a delivery process of that process. The process itself is the public ledger, it's the, um, it's the title and the deed to that particular vehicle. For example, dealership one cannot say that they received shipment of Bitcoin one. And then for us as a network, as a collective, to have no documentation that dealership two is taking a claim that they paid for vehicle one, but did not receive vehicle one. Because before another block is created, before that vehicle is put in another shipping vessel or transportation medium, there has to be an agreement amongst the entire network. The entire network must agree this Bitcoin has been put on transport, meaning let's use the car term. This sports car called Bitcoin is a gold one and it was put on a, on a, on a transport. There's no way a third party can say, well, we ordered a silver Bitcoin and we didn't receive it. Because if the whole entire network does not agree that this transaction is taking place, then it's not validated. Therefore, it is deleted and never included in the actual system. So all of these elements are 
what is necessary for the system to work. Now, no financial institution, government institution, or otherwise sanctioning body can penetrate that system because it is closed loop from the actual program where the Bitcoin is created to all the transactions to all of the nodes which are the servers which are the computers the ASICs and the actual programmers that are securing this network there's no way for an outside source to intervene because the system is built on multiple keys the cryptography is in one direction on the outside and in the opposite direction on the inside unless those two keys match up it does not work so for every key that's generated an equal slot is also generated and each key can only fit in that slot so no government can say this didn't happen because this is a collective of the computational power of the actual network and every miner which are the stakeholders the 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 people that are witnesses in the network um, get to determine what is valid or invalid. And there are millions and millions of miners all over the world that all have to agree this transaction took place on this date and time. It is freezing a moment in time. Irrefutable, indisputable, verifiable by anyone in the public domain so long as you have an internet connection you don't have to be a miner to verify a transaction you're not influenced by the banks you're not influenced by investors you're not influenced by government in the internet is the wild wild west this entire program this network all this computational power is being brought together to deliver to you the reason why it is valuable unlike a fiat currency they cannot print any more than 21 million uh, billion uh, 21 million bitcoins unlike a fiat currency they cannot make every bitcoin divided to more than 1 million satoshi it is a finite amount for the world there's no more there's no less that is guaranteed in the program since day one now hard bitcoins created the algorithm develops a mathematical challenge all the computers in the network fight to crack this code or solve this math problem every time that the math problem is solved a block is created with 15 bitcoins so that is the reward of the miner for mining the network, for keeping the network up. Think about the network being like a spider web, right? The miner is the spider that goes around to make sure each node, each connection is bonded securely so that the spider web works. Just like a, a spider goes from end to end and it makes all these beautiful patterns and shapes that's what the miners do now remember there's millions and millions all over the world so if a government shut down one mining operation in one country it doesn't matter because 
There's no way it can shut down every single country. It doesn't have jurisdiction in every single country. And so forth and so forth. So everything I'm, I'm explaining to you guys, we are talking about it in a concept. You need to fill in the blanks. You need to visualize what I'm verbally sharing with you so you can understand how this works. So you understand where the value is created. You cannot travel with a, a truck bed full of 24 carat bars of gold. Remember, you can destroy the transmission on a car with a few bags of cement from Home Depot. So just imagine having bars of precious metals, etc. With Bitcoin, you don't have that problem because everything is digital. So a lot of the limitations that precious metals have, Bitcoin does not have because it's digital. Digital real estate is the essence of who you are as a human being. The real real estate, it's in the mind. And yet another secret that the system keeps from you. Because what they want to do is keep God out of the equation and make you believe you're not God-like and make you believe you're not special and one-of-a-kind and unique. Every grain of sand is like every grain of snow. No two snowflakes are the same. No two handprints, fingerprints are the same. No two eyelashes are the same, even if you come from the same family. But we're going off topic. So now, if you take all the amount of gold in the world, it makes a cube 75 feet long by 75 feet wide and 85 feet high. That's all the gold in the world. Yet, supposedly, our fiat currencies were backed by it, where there's a problem. There are more gold certificates once they change the law as of the last you know, few decades, where you could own gold after they made it illegal, briefly. And if you cash them all out, we know that there's no physical supply to sustain this demand or this creation of something that doesn't exist. So if gold is what gives the dollar its value and, and the perception of gold is greater than the actual quantity, you have another layer of the onion of why fiat currencies are trash. There is a terminology that I've used since I was very young. Money is so valuable, it's made out of paper. Again, these are the keys to building wealth that the average person does not understand. It goes right over their head. All those words have a frequency, all of them have a meaning. So let's simplify things. We know the basics. If you have any questions, feel free to email me and contact the radio show or the podcast director. And I will do my best to explain it in, in better terms. I'm hoping that you guys are keeping up with what I'm saying. So I'll give you an example. Let's simplify it. We already know from an investment standpoint, one Bitcoin is a million Satoshi. Don't devalue the Bitcoin. See the million Satoshi. Be smart enough to see the million Satoshis. So let's talk Lamborghini terms, we'll talk Porsche terms, we'll talk Ferrari terms, we'll talk Bentley terms, we'll talk Rolls Royce terms. To give you an example, because you guys know I'm a car collector. 
so the bitcoin is the lamborghini automobile automobile lamborghini is the name of the company if it was ferrari it would be you know scagletti or modena right if it's porsche it would be stuttgart in germany the satoshi would be the lamborghini aventador the lamborghini huracan or the lamborghini urus if it was ferrari the bitcoin would be the la ferrari the fucking 899 super fast the 488 gto whatever models they have if it's porsche it would be the 911 Turbo, 911 Twin Turbo S. It would be the 911 Carrera, Carrera S. You know, the 918 Spider, the Boxer, the Cayman, the GT4, for example. And so forth and so forth. Don't just see the Lamborghini emblem or the Porsche emblem or the, the, the Ferrari emblem. Don't just see the bull in one and the horse in the other two. See the actual value in the brand of their products and services Lamborghini is a hypercar company it's all about emotion Ferrari are race cars in a business suit they're a racing company they build cars because they have to they don't want to build cars they don't want to share the technology they don't care about the regular consumer that's just a division that funds the funding that they need to continue to race and continue to be the best Porsches, 100% race cars. It's the iron fist behind the velvet robe, right? Okay. So, to simplify it, I already gave you the breakdown of what would be an assembly line. From design house, to the selection of materials, to designing the blueprint, to designing the actual assembly line, to place in every component in every department, whether it's engine and transmission, ECU, control modules, braking, powertrain, you know, the interior, the exterior, the paint and finish, and the features and the technology and everything that, that makes it work. So now I'm gonna simplify that for you. The first one in existence is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the first world renowned, globally accepted digital currency bitcoin is the digital gold gold according to people such as robert kiyosaki is god's money see our currency comes and goes gold and silver god's money lasts forever or thus far Baba, close that for me that sounds coming in so think about the blockchain as a train cart or a train and the rail that is gold is bitcoin bitcoin is a certain size it's the dinosaur it's the biggest one because it's the first it is not the prototype it is the blueprint michael jordan in comparison to kobe bryant Michael Jordan is the blueprint. Why is Kobe Bryant better than Michael Jordan? Because Kobe Bryant is the prototype. He is the one that achieves 
the greatest that can possibly be achieved, both on a racetrack, in a educational setting, such as a laboratory or, or, or a test program, and partially on the road where it's refined. Now, the actual vehicles would be a Dwayne Wade, a LeBron James, a Carmelo Anthony, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, for example. It is always meant for the next generation to supersede the previous generation. I'll give you another example. Michael Jordan took an eight-year contract for $25 million. Being who he is, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest of all time. There's a bench player on the Lakers, 2022, that signed a three-year deal for $32 million to be on the bench. So it just shows you the growth. A bench player now is making more than Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, in 2022. Accounts for inflation and everything else. So this is exactly the same acronym we're going to use for Bitcoin. And remember, we're here to refresh on NFT technology. We're here to revisit all of the chapters that we've gone through in the last, you know, five, six, seven years. You guys have been rocking with me. And thank you guys all for listening, you know, since 2015. So Bitcoin is the train that runs on the golden track. The golden arches, like a McDonald's. Bitcoin is McDonald's. Okay? Its baby brother, which is a little bit smaller and more efficient and more effective, is Ethereum. Ethereum is the silver track. It's the little brother. Bitcoin would be the Lamborghini for the new generation, the Lamborghini Sion is Bitcoin. Or, to put it in simple terms, the Lamborghini Aventador, which is said to be replaced, right? Ethereum, which is digital silver, which rides on the silver train track, would be the Lamborghini Huracan. Whether it's a STO, Performante, there are different versions of the Huracan, but the Huracan is the 10-cylinder baby version of the 12-cylinder Aventador. So, the STO, for example, Huracan, like the Performante, could beat the Aventador on a racetrack. So long as it's not a racetrack such as the Nürburgring, which is such a long distance where the Aventador would be able to exploit its top speed because Aventador is a faster car. It is a 12-cylinder version of, of, the, of, of, of their technology. But on a smaller track, the Huracan is a quicker vehicle because it's lighter. It's, it has two less cylinders. Sadly, Huracan will go to V8 twin turbo or A-cylinder twin turbo, but that's a whole different discussion. For every transaction, that Bitcoin can perform per second, Ethereum can beat it 
by let's say a factor of 10 to 20. These are transactions per second. I don't have the exact numbers because for today, I wanted to just kind of chop it up with you guys and kind of go uh, off the dome, how they say, right? And give you guys the repertoire without um without any interruptions right let's take a quick pause let's pay some bills go into our commercial break and we'll be right back we left off at bitcoin ethereum okay so let's pick up where we left off so where were we? Where were we? So Ethereum is a fork of Bitcoin. It's designed to correct things such as uh, the speed in which transactions are processed, right? And this is where the scalability issues were solved by Ethereum. Ethereum is a little bit different, but it still runs off of the Bitcoin network and blockchain. So anytime that you have a fork in the road, another railway is created. So when Bitcoin forked, it became Ethereum or Ethereum was that fork, making Ethereum a little bit smaller, lighter like a comparison between a hurricane and uh, let's say an Aventador. So now in the same way that Bitcoin runs off the gold rail and Ethereum runs off the silver rail, other digital currencies were built on the Ethereum framework. So if you go down your list of precious metals, they all have different attributes and all have different qualities and features. So from Ethereum, you get multiple networks such as Polygon, which I happen to be an owner of, um, and every other digital coin. You have, you know, Stellar Lumens, you have Cardano, you have Solana, you have Monero, and you have uh, Ethereum Classic and all these other what some terminologize as light coins, they all stem from Ethereum's improvement over Bitcoin and uses the growth between Bitcoin to Ethereum to, let's say, Ethereum unto whatever the new uh, medium or network is, etc. So a lot of the newer coins are already built upon the advancements of Ethereum over Bitcoin. So Ethereum has stood the test of time and so many more powerful networks and blockchains have been created running off of Ethereum that runs off Bitcoin. But Ethereum is not Bitcoin and Bitcoin is not Ethereum and vice versa. So now, taking all that into consideration, we get to the NFT world. 
we're not going to divulge into litecoins or alternate coins which are summarized as altcoins we're not going to use any of those terms the same way that i don't like to use the term hypercar versus supercar versus sports car i'm not from this generation hypercars are something that i think was a good idea at a moment and in this new generation they're going to carry that torch they're going to carry that term i don't really agree with that term because i don't feel that an automobile can never be hyper hyper is like supersonic hyper is like ballistic hyper is like you know an aircraft can be a hyper aircraft a, a six seven generation fighter that's a hyper craft for you to use that term which is really like kind of like a computer term towards a car kind of shits on everything before it therefore politically i don't like to use it but regardless of the fact chains such as matic which is polygon and now flow and all these other networks and all these other new tokens and all these new digital assets from tron on down run off ethereum and for example in polygon the improvements from polygon over ethereum is like night and day just when you think ethereum was like the fastest thing in the world networks such as tron polygon eclipse it like mega mega growth like like that just it's just unbelievable right actually let me take a quick pause and drink some of my coffee so now we have the wild card we have a vessel called nfts that are built on the blockchain use all the advantages of the network such as the smart contracts the proof of stake but they get to kind of write their own rules we have a vessel a transportation vessel a point of execution vessel a point of purchase a point of transaction a point of public ledgers and uh computational power in nfts okay and they run off these two networks one foot is on the golden rail which is bitcoin one foot is on the silver rail which is ethereum in between these two rails to your right you have every other altcoin and every other network etc etc but in between the silver uh, railway and the golden railway you have think about of like a future skater kind of like an ice skater but still riding on a train uh you know railway those are your nfts anybody can buy bitcoin anybody can buy ethereum anybody can buy any other altcoin litecoin or since or thereof correct but not anybody can buy an nft because an nft is exclusive as being a vessel that has all the benefits and all the advantages plus it introduces newer things one and the most important factor is that it combines the physical world with the digital world in one that's why it rides between the golden rail and the silver rail 
I'm going to say that again. The most important factor in the actual NFT is that it runs in between both technologies and it is unique. It has all the benefits, all the advantages where Bitcoin is the blueprint. And in this case, I can say the same with Ethereum because Ethereum is just the improvement. It's a little bit faster. Well, the NFT is the prototype. It's the Kobe Bryant of the blockchain. It does everything Bitcoin does. It does everything Ethereum does, but better. Because things that can be incorporated into an NFT would be much difficult or impossible to incorporate into Bitcoin because Bitcoin is still financial. It's still a digital asset in the sense that it's used for exchanging goods, items, products, and services. An NFT doesn't have that necessity, but still has the advantages of having those qualities and features. I am marveled at the way that the industry really tried to portray an NFT as a digital baseball card and shit like that. How the people and the powers that be try to minimize the power of the NFT down to something so fucking basic as right click and save. Oh, I want that. I'll right click and save it. I'm not even going to discuss that because if you've been listening from the beginning of this podcast alone, you fully understand the wool that has been pulled over your eyes. Once you put on the magic glasses, you can't take them off. Once you're a time traveler declared, once you've seen the future, there's no way you could look at the past or the present the same. So they take all this amazing technology and they simplify it down to cardboard the same way that a baseball card can be tarnished if it gets rained on. I want you to take a quick moment to pause and, and, and process that. So now, back to where we are. The NFT is the Silver Surfer. Obviously, Galactus being the Bitcoin. And all of the powers, Cosmo, that's Ethereum, all the improvements. Silver Surfer can do everything Galactus could do, but better. Even though Galactus kind of created Silver Surfer. But that's how it's supposed to be. The progression is always supposed to be for the future block, for the future product or service, for the future technology, known or otherwise to be created in the future. When you look at copyright laws, which I was looking at that yesterday for my music career, you know, I'm always up on my lawyer game and my contracts and all that shit. I'm on point with the law, especially entertainment law. And basically, that's the best way I could describe to you what an NFT is. It's on the blockchain. It is a vessel. And you can add, you can rewrite the coding into the NFT. You can make an NFT about anything. Artistic. Creative. Anything you can imagine is an NFT. I want you to repeat that after me. Anything I can imagine is an NFT. 
non-fungible. You can't copy it. It's one of a kind. This is what it is. Now, let's peel back these layers. And we're going in deep. So go ahead, drink your coffee because I'm going to take another sip of mine. Here's the real kicker. And I want to thank Steve Harvey for teaching me this uh, a few years ago. <clears throat> your imagination is something unique to you. Nobody else in the universe has your mind. The same way that your smile is your smile and uniquely your smile. The same way that your eyebrows are unique to you. The same way that your fingerprint, your thumbprints, your handprints, your retina scan is one of a kind. Like every grain of sand, like every particle of dust, like every element of, of dirt, like every snowflake. It has a unique signature. Your mind has the same. This is where we get political and we have to talk about God and we got to get real. Everything you're seeing is a byproduct of our beautiful minds being so perfect and complex. Technology simplifies this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, what they've been hiding from you your whole life is God. That's what this whole shit is about. It's hiding God from you. And making you think that you came from a fucking monkey. And that there's galaxies full of fucking universes outside of Star Wars. This is why everybody gravitates towards Star Wars more than Star Trek. Star Trek is just a thought of exploration. Star Wars is telling you the truth in plain sight. Disguised in these beautiful attributes and costumes and powers or whatever. But all it's telling you is this is who you are. You follow Star Wars because Star Wars is inside of you and you are inside of Star Wars. And the question is the answer and the answer is in the question. It's in your fucking face so clear that you got to be a fucking moron not to see it. That's why people from all over the world connect with these same biblical scripture stories whether they come from the bible the torah the quran or buddhist principles there's a reason why everybody resonates because all they're doing is telling you who you are if you're drawn to a porsche ferrari lamborghini a bentley or a rolls royce is because that is who you are you appreciate that process of those vehicles being built by hand you're kind of sore of the automobile. That's why you like those cars. It's not the money. It's not how fast they are. It's not the fucking social, political, whatever bullshit. Deep down inside, you want to find a nice open road, a good fucking song, and you want to fucking rip that shit open. That's what it's about. That's what they hide to you with all the other social, political bullshit. But your mind has this beautiful signature. And the NFT is the direct connection of you and the consumer. Of the brand and the soul of the brand. The person and the creator behind the brand. This is the first vessel that we have to showcase to the world, externalize what God gave to you, unique to you in your own processing system 
to the rest of the world. Whatever you imagine is an NFT. And whatever you imagine, you can put into that programming. And now you can take that piece of your mind, of your fucking real universe, because the real universe is in your head, ladies and gentlemen. It's not in outer space. Now you can share it with the world. That's something Bitcoin cannot do or Ethereum. You know what Ethereum is? You know what Ethereum looks like? You know what Ethereum does? But it's not, it, it, it's still a tangible. You know what it is. Like a bar of gold, a bar of silver, troy ounce of silver. With an NFT, you're getting a piece of my digital real estate. You're seeing what my mind is seeing. You're perceiving what my mind is perceiving for that particular moment in time. That's the most important element of an NFT. That's where the NFT gets its value from. You already know where Bitcoin gets its value from. You already know where Ethereum gets its value from. And we stayed out of politics. I'm just giving it to you raw and direct, uncut. Now, understanding how unique and powerful you are, how special you are in God's entire universe and kingdom, the most powerful being that made you in his own image. Now you're able to give back for the first time ever in mankind. You're able to give that back to the entire world. That's what the NFT does. Anything you can imagine is an NFT. Anything you can think about is an NFT. And you can create an NFT out of whatever. I dare you to give me a situation where I cannot create not one NFT, a million NFTs. Now, you understand the basic of where the NFT gets its value. It gets its value from you, the creator. So long as you are truly a creator and you're really embracing this technology and you're not bullshitting with the technology and you're not trying to scam people and creating NFTs that are going to go to zero because you refuse to add value to them. Number two, the NFT connects the digital world with the physical world and your mind and the mind of the end user. That's four pillars right there. The digital world, the physical world, your mind, body, soul, and spirit, and everybody else's mind, body, soul, and spirit into one. Those are the four pillars of NFTs. I'm going to repeat that again. It combines the digital world, the physical world, your mind, and everybody else's mind into one. Those are the four pillars of an NFT. Whatever you imagine is an NFT. I want you to repeat after me. Whatever I imagine is an NFT. Moving on. For the third layer. You already know the technology. You already know all that. We already covered all those things. The concept of time. Time is a concept known only to mankind. Time exists and time doesn't exist at the same time. The same way Bitcoin has an inner programming 
and the outer programming that both have to line up for the creation of another block in the blockchain. That inner key has to meet that outer key and both of those keys have to interlock and interchange in those inner and exterior uh, combination locks in order for the system to work. Take a moment to, to process that. Now the concept of time is written in each element of this blockchain. You have proof of ownership through the deed and the title of, of that creation of that NFT similar to a Bitcoin or Ethereum. And you know it's non-fungible, one of a kind. Once it's made, it's made. Once it's minted, it's minted. It's verifiable throughout the world. It's undeniable proof, irrefutable proof. This is it. Okay? That's like finding God's passport and it's stamped Earth. And, 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 and the outer heavens. The, it, it's irrefutable. It's, it's set in stone forever. So not only are you sharing with the universe your unique mind, your physical realm, your digital realm, and the minds of others. This, these are the four pillars that connect the world to, to the NFT. You're capturing that moment in time forever. When that blockchain is created, such as my musical collection being on the blockchain, that is eternal, forever, can never be changed, can never be destroyed, can never be damaged, can never be... There's nothing you can do. Computers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. Understand now what artists such as Jay-Z meant when they said that. It's not what you thought they said on the surface. Again, just like Star Wars, the shit is in your face. It's in your face. Once you understand this, that I'm explaining to you, you'll understand why this is the final frontier. You'll understand how important this technology is in the same fashion that I tell people if we let the governments take Bitcoin away from us forget about it we'll never have financial independence the same is true with NFT technology now anything you can imagine is an NFT once again repeat after me anything I can imagine is an NFT I don't care what industry I don't care what field, anything you can imagine is an NFT. Now you should look at the technology completely different because you understand that they're hiding God from you. They don't want you to know how special and unique you are. We're not gods, but we're God-like. Just like Ethereum, we have all the benefits of Bitcoin, but we're better. Just like the NFT, it has all the benefits of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and every other digital currency or asset but the nft is better it's faster it's quicker it can move i can mint one nft i can mint a trillion nfts i can apply it to one industry um one product one service or a million the limitation is only in the mind and in the eyes of the beholder where the beauty is now when you listen to the term beauty is in the eye of the beholder 
The same is true with this technology. And this is the future. The key to all of this is creating value. Selling the intellectual property is one very small layer. Focusing on the art or, or, or the recording or the film or whatever type of NFT is created are just very small elements of the representation of what the main core values and beliefs are. I'll give you an example. Multi-million dollar real estate developer in Miami builds this amazing metaverse and this amazing NFT. The NFT is digital real estate in a digital world created by this young person, this young man. In the real world, the real title and the real deed and the real investment capital is tied to a real physical property. And the only way that you can buy this physical property is to own the digital NFT. So now whoever purchases this NFT owns this digital real estate in the real digital world and also owns the physical real estate in the real world. And it's all attached and combined to the company owned by this young man, this creator. And it, it was all built based on our perception of that value, both in the digital world and in the physical world. And to add value, you have the friendship, the eternal friendship and bond of the physical real estate and the digital real estate of the creator by having access to this creator. And not only this particular property or that particular investment, but all of his properties. And he's one of a million already doing this. It would be one thing if he created a, a, a metaverse or a digital universe where he just sold you digital real estate. It would be another thing if he just built a community and built these multi-million dollar homes. But the fact that the NFT allows him to share what's on his mind in the digital realm with the world, in the physical realm with the physical world, because you can visit the property, you can see it online, you could live in it, you could fart in it, you could have barbecues in it, okay? All of this came together through NFT technology. It's a moment frozen in time. On this day, this creator created this metaverse, this digital community, these digital avatars, this digital non-fungible token, NFT, this corporation in the physical world, attached to the NFT, attached to the investment capital, attached to the construction company, and the engineering firm that actually built the fucking house. There's nothing else on earth that will allow a human being to do that. This is one example of a hundred million. This gentleman happens to be in digital arts. He happens to be in real estate. He happens to be a person that thinks above and beyond the boxes that we are given to cram our greatness into by the powers that be. He understood the concept of time. 
and the concept of his imagination and the concept of who he truly is in his essence. The reality is that this physical world is bullshit already. And the average person spends most of their time in the digital world. When you look at my podcast, I change the avatar on a regular basis. In my music, I change my avatar on a regular basis. For me, that's normal. I'm a power user. Unless you know and you're in this industry of technology, you don't understand why the fuck I do that. Now, let's talk about the essence. It is the man of melatonin who is the real king of this realm. And when we lost our kingdom and we fell asleep, even though we're starting to wake up, we spoke a very different language. How many letters in the American, you know, uh, I guess vocabulary? Alphabet. Or, or alphabet, right? Versus how many hieroglyphs you have in hieroglyphics. This is why we reach frustration when we're trying to explain things all at once. We have a limited amount of characters to be able to express what we're trying to convey. This is why my podcast, we, we always have something new because I'm always, I'm building the dream little by little, right? Well, this language is coming back on its own through technology because now a picture is worth a thousand words, right? So if I want to convey a message to you, I can find whatever element visually to describe what I feel without me having to say a single thing. So when I change the avatar on one of my social networks or something like that, that picture is telling you everything that you need to know. You may hear my words and, and attach them to that, and it may amplify and magnify what I'm saying, but just with that physical illustration, representation tells you everything that I feel. You know, when I think about music, I think about performance and speed and competition. And in a lot of my, my music, you're always going to see car themes and stuff like that. There's times that I feel that the growth has been such tremendous growth that I morph into a motorcycle. That's just to give you an example. So now this language that we used to speak many eons ago when the earth was created, that we've been lied to about, that we have forgotten because we fell asleep. Now through NFT technology, we get to speak that language again. Every rose and every rose petal is unique. Just like your fingerprint, your handprint, your retinal scan, and what's in your mind. That's another element and the final element for today that I'm gonna share with you guys that you're gonna find in NFT technology. 
you're going to connect with the world in the future through your digital wallet. Your digital wallet is going to speak volumes in droves of who you really truly are. And that's how you're going to connect with the world. Because now it won't be about just making connections. It will be about making genuine connections. Where if somebody says I'm an avid golfer or I'm a vegan or I play baseball, they truly mean it and they live it in their life and the byproduct is what you see as a remnant inside of that digital wallet the nft brings all of those things together whatever you resonate with is what you're going to gravitate towards and if you want to look at an nft as a digital baseball card then obviously this is not the technology for you Obviously, everything I explained to you went over your head. If you've never felt depressed, you can never feel the power of the freedom that you have now to be a creator, such as God was when he created this whole thing. What is the meaning? What's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of this experience? We are spiritual creatures having a physical experience. That's all it is. Now you get to leave that digital footprint that digital handprint for eternity on this realm as we transfer to the following realm as we return to our source code and where we really really come from when I designed my radar plex systems which is where I started my whole technology company in 2017 my goal was to clone myself into the system radar plex is better than any other system autonomous or not uh whether it's uh on a terrain or, or on a radar level because radar plex is a clone of me the real life night rider with the attributes to prove that i'm the real life night rider there's no coincidence why I loved that show so much as a kid. I resonated with it because I understood the technology even as a child. I didn't know one day I would be designing the car of the future, which I've done my entire life. I just never knew what I was doing. I was just constantly designing. Same thing with technology and computers. I'm self-taught in almost 98% of the things that I know about technology and computers. Where I come from, it wasn't cool to like computers. It was taboo to like computers. And I had so much going on, I couldn't focus on it. It wasn't until I went to college that I realized, yo, I'm a straight A student. I'm fucking honor roll. I'm fucking A pluses all day. That was not the case when I was growing up. I was always good in business, but I didn't understand the why. I was always good in everything I did. I was fucking phenomenal. And that's because my mind was operating on a higher frequency. When I started the technology company, again, this is all about cloning myself. Radarplex is an element and a fragment of my way of, of judgment and thinking. The way that I drive is what allows me to build the best safety system because I know 99% of these motherfuckers out here can't drive for shit. And I would love to take them on a racetrack so I can make them shit in their pants so they never drive retarded on the road. 
That was the whole premise of building the radar plex system. All of that is available through NFT technology. Everything that I know, that I believe in, that I am, that I want to express, that I want to convey, that I want to solidify in a time capsule for all eternity until Judgment Day, I'm able to do on the blockchain, such as my music career and my entire catalog up until that point in my life and my career, over a year ago, now is on the blockchain forever. Yesterday, I was in front of, of, of a few of my new business partners, and somebody made a joke to this young lady saying that, oh, you know, you're a billionaire. She's like, oh, no, I'm far from a billionaire. You know what I told her? You're sitting next to a billionaire. She didn't know what to say. She said, so then what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm entertaining the business opportunity. I may want to buy this business. She didn't have a response. Her ego and her pride made her say, but do you know who I am? And I said, yes, I know who you are. She said, who am I? So you're a child of God. No response. I'm going to leave you with that. This has been the full course on, on NFTs. Now what we're going to do pushing forward is we're going to add to this little by little at different intervals. And I want you to focus on the power that you have now at your disposal. It's going to force you to use your imagination. If you do not have an imagination, you're not living. You're not alive. If you let the system take away your imagination, if you let anybody tell you that your imagination is not the most important thing in your life, there's a huge problem. Getting an education is a great thing. And you should get an education. Only because it's going to help you be more creative. But your mind is the most powerful thing that God has given you. And he also gave you, or she also gave you, in her infinite wisdom, the freedom of will to decide. The ducks have to fly south. They don't have a choice. You have a choice. So... I leave you with that. NFTs revisited. Tune in to the next episode. I want to thank you guys for spending this quality time. May you conquer everything in your path today. And may everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me. And I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. We'll see you on the next one, okay? Once again, thank you for tuning in to the VR1 NFT Podcast. I'm your host, VR1. Shout out to all my family and friends, all my mentees, all my business partners. I love you guys. You guys inspire me every single day. Holla back.